What is the best first step in making money in your business and actually getting paid for your passion? How do you package your genius into a profitable offering? And how do you get booked out with clients and create crazy demand for you and your services? All of that is in today's episode. I'm Sunny Linarduzzi. Welcome to the Sunny Show podcast for the bright side of being your own boss and building your own life. My definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything else personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Today is a mini training with one of my favorite people, Courtney Shaw. Not only is Courtney a really good friend of mine and a YouTube for Boss's success story, but Courtney is a freaking genius when it comes to packaging your ideas into profitable services that you can sell and sell out fast. So if you're excited about this episode, I know I am. Be sure to screenshot it and share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me at Sunny Leonard Uzi. You can tag Courtney at Courtney Shawl and let us know what your big takeaways are. Your shares of this podcast make a huge difference and allow us to continue to create all of this free content. And if you haven't left us a rating or a review yet on iTunes, please take a second to do that. The more ratings we have, the more people will be able to find us. Now, more about our amazing guest today. Courtney is the CEO of the Rule Breakers Club, where she teaches online entrepreneurs how to package and sell their brilliance, specifically through her awesome program called Yay for Clients. I love that name so much. Her work has been featured on HuffPo, CreativeLiveInc.com, and FastCompany.com. And I'm so happy to get into all of this today with her and we'll be giving you a bonus training at the end of the episode. So let's get started. Hello, my friend. I can't Hi. believe this is the first time we're doing this. I, well, I'm so excited. This is what a, what a pleasure to be on the amazing platform that you've created. I'm like, this is like so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you because truthfully, your skill set and what you do and what you're a genius at is very opposite than what my skill set is. I am certainly not a copy queen, but that's what I think of you as. You are a genius when it comes to copywriting and more so you have been so amazing for so many entrepreneurs in wanting to really figure out how to even start getting paid in their business because I think so many people are like, okay, great. So I've done one Instagram post. I'm going to build a course. Like, (laughs) I mean, we don't, you know, I was going to be a little more subtle about it, but yeah, it's, um, well, here's what happens, right? I think people see, well, you tend to see people who are have already established a business and you see, and you're really smart, right? You're like, Oh, what are they doing? And you try to reverse engineer it and you realize they have courses. And so you and I both have course based businesses. I think like 90% of my revenue is based on courses. If not more, I'm just leaving 10% for like, maybe I forgot something. Um, <laughs> great CEO moment right there. But, um, but I think we think, Oh, I need to launch a course. And that's what everyone talks about. And it seems like this dream. And we both are very adamant, like both love that we have businesses, but that's not how you get started. And so I want to open up the curtain to how do you start earning a full-time income from your business? Not six figures, not a million dollars. How do you start earning consistent revenue every single month? Like a, like a real person earning money to like pay your bills and survive. Yeah. And I, I'm so 
glad that you prefaced it with that because I think that it's really easy to get fixated on the vanity numbers and the things that so many people are marketing, which is like, we'll take you to six figures or seven figures. But like I started way below that for years. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember when I got my first $500 client and I was like, this is amazing. I am set. Like I'm good to go. Somebody paid me for something like, yeah. And and it's like, they're paying you for something that you actually enjoy doing. So it doesn't even feel like work. It's just amazing. But of course, like in order to even get to that place of being paid, you have to have some structures in place. And that's what I really want to dive into into today with you. And we're going to treat this episode as a mini training. So we're going to be talking about how to create and book out your signature services fast because I know Mm -hmm. that this really is your genius zone. So whether you are, you know, thinking about starting a business or you're in the early stages, or even if you have an established business, I think this episode will be so helpful for you in really nailing down the best way to monetize your skill set and also have consistency in your income because I think that's the hardest part, especially when you're getting started. So let's kind of lay down the foundations of all of this. So let's get started with the four reasons why everyone should offer signature services before they ever launch a course. Yes. So I decided in true like sunny fashion, I know you like little like alliterations and like <laughs> frameworks and I'm, I'm upset. I like like any kind of mnemonic that helps me to remember something. So I turn these into the four L's of Love it. how you need to create a signature service or services in general uh, before you go into courses or more leveraged, scalable income. Not that you have to do this forever, but in order to you know, make that full-time income. So the first L is the learning curve. There is a really aggressive learning curve to launching, even failing to launch an online course, let's be honest. Like even if you launch and you fail, you learned so many things. It's like a doctorate in something. And and it can feel even worse because you learned all that and you worked so hard and you didn't make any money. So I prefer that you kind of learn those things a little bit slower over time while you're already making money in your business. I just, that makes more sense to me. Um, And you just don't even know what you don't know yet. And I realize when you see other people doing it, they make it look easy. But I've been launching courts since 2014. I've been doing that. I can do this in my sleep, not because it's easy, but because I've done it so many times. So the learning curve is the first L. The second L is legitimize. This is the one you mentioned about somebody like throwing up an Instagram account and then like, I'm going to launch a course tomorrow. You can't do that for one reason, because you've got to prove your chops. You've got to prove that you know how to help people doing something. You've got to prove that you know how to make money. You know how to actually, this is a huge block for people, accepting payment for a thing that you did that you made up out of thin air massive. So legitimizing your skills for yourself, but also getting proof that you know how to help people to do something is the third L is it's more lucrative. I like this L. I feel like that one's fancy. I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So lucrative is meaning that it is so much easier and faster to earn a full-time income from working one-on-one with people than courses or even products. Cause most people start with products that are like under a hundred dollars and I, that's good. You should kind of start there with that again with the learning curve, but you have to have so many more people in order to make the same amount of money. So it's more lucrative because you can literally go out tomorrow and find a couple clients who will pay you. And it's just the psychology, the human psychology is people are just willing to lay down a lot more money for something that's being 
um, done one-on-one and also a done for you instead of like, here, I have a course, you do it yourself. So that's the third L. And the fourth L is the logic. What I mean by the logic is the logical uh, progression from one-on-one to one-to-many. You start with one-on-one, maybe then do some group offers, maybe then do some small products, maybe then you have a course, and that's the natural progression of things. And what happens when you try to leap into selling products too soon, which I totally made this mistake. I launched a book for Google Colors. Um, was my first thing and zero people bought it and my grandma offered to buy it even though she was a retired um, organic chemist and I wouldn't let her because I was like too proud also like you don't need my resume writing book that I wrote because you just retired from your job <laughs> so I couldn't sell a $12 ebook and I had a list of like I don't know 150 people I thought I was like gonna make millions or something um, so that's you skip steps and we all do this because like I said we see people doing it and we think oh that's what you do and it's not that's not how anybody get to doing courses. So there is a logical progression that happens. You can ultimately get to the pinnacle of having a scalable course-based business, uh, but you got to put in the work first. Totally. And I think like the learning curve is so real. And I would say that for me, it was so valuable to really, I don't know, it's kind of like school of hard knocks. Like I worked with clients for five years before I ever put anything out there. And I'm not saying you have to wait that long by any means, but like if I hadn't worked with clients one-on-one, I wouldn't have been able to figure out the right methods to fast track people's success. And I think that having your own methodology is so important because that's also a huge differentiating factor in how you actually sell your services and feel okay selling your services because you're like, I've tested these and I know that they work and I've been behind the scenes doing this for a very long time before I ever offered it to anybody else. Yes. And that confidence will, will take you so much farther because you know, you've, you've already fielded all the different questions people have and all the objections they have. And when you start trying to help people, you realize how much you don't know because you assume so many things are obvious. And so if you just launch into creating a course, you are doing people a disservice because you haven't realized where their blind spots are. Exactly. And when it comes to a signature service, I mean, there may be people listening right now that are like, what are you guys talking about? Because I am a freelancer and I offer my services, but I've never heard of this term signature services. And one of the things that I love about the way that you teach is that I think my biggest lesson, even in the last year, and like, keep in mind, like, yes, I built a successful business. You built this, but like, I'm still learning all the time. And we were offering certain services, uh, six months ago that I've completely axed because they were too customized. This is something that you talk about. It was like, they were, it was like customizing for each client. And what I have learned is that customizing is a very fast way to kill the scaling of your business. And (laughs) since like, yeah. And literally, I think this is really important. Like we cut out three services completely from our business and we have doubled our revenue every single month since we've cut out services, since we've deleted services. So having just one core offering is an amazing way to really grow. So let's dive into what is a signature service? Yeah, because that's where people go, okay, this sounds interesting. What the heck? What qualifies? So I want to back up a little bit and start by saying where most people are at and, and even like what you were doing kind of qualifies as this, even though like you're not a freelancer by any means. Um, but I, what I think most people are at what I call the freelancing stage of business and they don't realize that there's different stages of your business. And the first one is freelancing. It's kind of like it's very reactive mode. It's like, what are people willing to pay for? I'll create anything for them. Let me write a proposal for that. Or like going on Upwork and, you know, applying for different jobs and various types of freelancing opportunities. And the 
the positive of that phase, you're figuring out, okay, what do I like to do? What is it like working with clients? What are people even willing to pay for? What's the language they're using? So there's a lot of great stuff that happens there. The problem is staying in that it's too long. And so some signs that you're in the freelancing stage are number one, like you said, you're customizing what this actual service package is for each client. So a signature service is one service. It's the same package for each and every single client. Um, I know there's a lot of objections that come up for that. Like, oh my God, but everybody's different. And like, what if people want that? It's like, no, we'll talk about why later, but no, <laughs> no exceptions. Um, the second thing is People try to, get, they try to act like they're not doing that because they offer a wide array of services. So they'll, I used to have five packages on my website. Guess what? Nobody ever bought one of the packages because they, they couldn't tell. They were all so similar and like they, it confuses clients and a confused mind always says no, as Marie Forleo taught me years ago. So you don't want to have a bunch of different services because then it's really unclear to people what they need and who your target client even is. And the third thing that happens a lot is this feeling like you're in this just really competitive space and feeling like you have to discount your prices in order to get clients. A lot of photographers feel this way um, and they're like, well, I'm a wedding photographer and so I've got to compete with all the wedding photographers. And so we want to get you out of that, out of that feeling like I have to make my pricing relative to what everyone else in my industry is charging. It's totally possible, I promise you. Um, and then the, the last sign is that you're on what I call the feast and famine cycle instead of the consistent client cycle. And I have a whole visual of this inside of my Facebook group, the Get More Clients Club, which I can give a link to later. But basically, it's this cycle, this circle that starts with, um, the feast and famine cycle starts with, oh my God, I need to get, I need to make money. And that's the motivation that you have for doing what you do. The consistent client cycle, on the other hand, starts with, how can I serve? How can I give to other people? So it's a give model versus a take model. And it actually ends up, paradoxically, helping you create more money for your business. And you have to get off of the feast and famine cycle in order to get on to the consistent clients. They self-perpetuate. And that's why it can be really hard because you, you are convinced you need to make more money because you're not making money because you're coming from a place that I need to make money. When you come from a place that I want to serve, it helps you to make money and then you make more and more and more money. So leaping from one to the other is scary, but it ultimately has to happen in order for you to make a full-time income from your business. Totally. And I think like, let's just talk about that leap because it, hmm. it is scary. I was trying to avoid that, Sunny. <laughs> Can we talk about it? Because I, I mean, I think it's, it's probably the biggest yeah. hurdle that you face early on when you're building your business. And a lot of people, I would say, get stuck there and quit and end yes. up picking up. So to, I guess, do you have any tips or yes. advice for people who are trying to get through that shift? Yeah. So um, this is the difference between common sense and business sense. So what you have to do is you have to stop listening to what makes sense to you because what makes sense to you is based on the limited amount of learning that you already have, which is helping to perpetuate the same results that you're already getting. So what you need to do is be open to listening to podcasts like Sunny's, to investing in courses, to learning from people who've actually done it and having a, just a little bit of faith. You can be super skeptical, but just having a little bit of like, you know what, what's the worst case scenario? And I think that really helped me. And I got to a point, the reason why I got off of this, I guess that's a great place to start is 
I was like, I have nothing to lose. I'm so frustrated the way I'm doing things. I'm willing to just take the advice now. So it kind of has to come from that place. I'm willing, I see the downside of this and now I'm willing to do the other way. Yeah, I think it's you get to a place where you're like, ignorance is not bliss anymore for me. And I <laughs> probably need to figure this out. And I would say that the biggest shifts in my business um, throughout, no matter what stage I've been in, have come from that place. They've come from a place of, I'm not the expert at everything. And I need to surrender to the fact that there are people out there who are going to know how to do what I need to do a lot faster than I am. So that's by investing in programs and investing in working with the people who have done this and spent years as we were just talking about perfecting it and fine tuning it is so important because it, I believe that mentorship really does fast track your success. So oh my God, yeah. Yeah. And I would say that that's like when people talk about the getting paid hurdle, which is a little bit of sidetrack, but the idea of getting paid for their services, it's yeah. often such a hurdle because you're like, why would somebody pay me? Yeah. Like, aren't I supposed to have like a like a retirement account and like a company that's like, yes, why are you? It's, it's so confusing. It's, it's uncharted territory for most. Yes. And I would say that like for me, and I hope this is helpful is that what I've learned is a lot of people just want to pay for ease. They want to pay for a proven path and a proven method instead of trying to figure out. Smart people, smart people want to pay for a proven path. Yes. I want to add on to that stop listening, stop asking for validation and business advice from your friends and family. Yes. They love you and they might be really smart, but unless they've done this, they're going to give you really fear-based, security-based advice. advice. (laughs) Such shitty advice. And I, that's where I think people, that ends up reinforcing the common sense you already have. And then you're getting advice from people and you're like, they might be really successful, smart people. Um, You might have a really successful parent who has like done amazing achievements, but if they haven't started a business, this is outside of their wheelhouse. Totally. And I think there's a quote that I heard. Um, my girl, Jenna Kutcher says it all the time, but it came from someone else. So I'm just going to give it to her for a second. <laughs> um, but it's those who pay, pay attention. Yes. And it's so true. That's the thing. Like yeah. if, if I don't have skin in the game and I'm just sort of like perusing content, I am not as invested. I'll pick up some things here and there, but I'm not going to go in and do like every single step of the puzzle in order to get the end result because I'm not as invested. I'm not, There's I don't no have downside. It. It's like either status yeah. quo or better. It's not like, Oh my God, I put this, you know, I put exactly. this on that I could have spent on like, I don't know, a car or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's part of the reason that it's, it feels weird when you start getting over that hurdle of like, people are going to pay me for my services, but keep in mind that that's one of the biggest factors. And that was when I really started to understand like why I, my services were valuable and how I could actually sell them. Cause people want to pay for that ease and people want to pay for direct access to the people who've done the things that they want to do. Um, so let's get into that. How do you actually create and book out your signature services as fast as possible? Yeah. So the first thing we need to do is we need to make sure we understand what is going to pass muster is like, what is a signature service? So a signature service is, um, when you offer one core thing, one core offer to one target client that solves one problem and produces one result. So the key being one, one. <laughs> like on Sesame Street, like, let's talk about the number zero. <laughs> One. Okay. So it seems really counterintuitive because 
it, it feels like in order to get more clients, I need to please more people. But actually, when you try to please everybody, you end up confusing people and you're not the go-to person. You're the Jane or Jack of all trades. Yes. Then you have to, then you do have to compete on price because you're basically just like a, I don't know. You're like, um, what do you call those people who, um, come to your house and they fix things like a handyman? Oh yeah. Like, a, like yeah, 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 yeah. You, we're, we're struggling for yeah. time. But you guys get the, the <laughs> you get the gist. But it's just like, yeah, you're you're looking for something instead of hiring like a plumber, you hire kind of like the guy who does everything. Yeah, and if you have a really big problem, you don't want someone who's like, oh yeah, I read a book on that once. Like you want somebody who's like, I have done this before. Here's yes. the testimonials. Like yes. I can do the, like a surgeon. Let's talk yes. about a surgeon versus a handyman, right? Like. Yes. I don't want someone who read a book on removing a tumor to remove my tumor. Like yes. that's not going to die for me. No. How do you book out this service? The first thing you have to do is you need to find one problem to solve. One problem to solve that your target clients are already asking to have solved. Mm-hmm. Not one problem that you think other people need to solve, a problem that they already have awareness that is a problem that they're asking for help with. That is, I have the chills right now, which is my like personal sign for listening to me. <laughs> so that is the biggest thing is it's not about you and your expertise saying, oh, this is what people need to do. It's about listening to what the people um, you're trying to help actually are saying, verbalizing that they want help with. And like, I, I don't know how to emphasize this point more other than <laughs> like the, the chills, but we both are like clenched fists, like, please listen to this point. Because honestly, for me, when you're talking about this, I've been through that. I went mm-hmm. through exactly what you're just talking about. And I'm like, why is nobody... Why is nobody wanting to work with me? Why is nobody wanting to pay me? Like, what's happening? I'm Why so am I feeling so many things? Why can't they see that? Yeah. Yeah, I have been there. And I think that's why I'm like, please really listen to this point because it's so vital to your growth. It's so vital to actually getting momentum in the business. And in order to do that, what you need to do is I call, so I, I'm not a big fan of um, ideal client avatars because those to me are people you make up and then my brain just goes crazy and <laughs> they could be anything and I can just whatever. So instead of that, I like to refer to these people as your muses. So I say pick three people. It has to be at least three who are the exact people you want to help with whatever it is that you are wanting to start a business doing. And you need to use them as your muses. You need to talk to them. You need to interview them. You need to, you know, I like to call it sort of like empathy journal. You sort of put yourself in their skin. You kind of pretend that you're them and you write a journal entry as them to really get inside of their heads. You have to just get to know those people better than they know themselves. And that is how you'll find the language that they're using to talk about the things that they want help with because it's not going to match your expert language that you're using. And so you have to figure out how to marry those two, but it's not by, you know, first people your expert language it's about speaking their language so you need to figure out who am I trying to help think of three actual living people go interact with them and figure out what they want and they will tell you it doesn't have to be hard you don't have to think about it inside your head if you're in your head uh, you're just creating more problems you're never gonna solve this problem that way you need to actually go out and engage with people and figure out what they want help with 
Totally. I could not agree more. And I think a really easy sort of tactical thing that you can do is when I started to get a lot of feedback, when I actually did start putting myself out there publicly after spending years just behind the scene, I started to get all these questions, which is something that I talk about all the time and like how you can yes. create, great con- create great content. But I would actually keep a bank of them in my phone. I'd put them in my notes, or I'd keep screenshots. And you start to see patterns in how people are asking for things. And I just want to reemphasize the point of we have our expert language. Like I talk about the things that my program delivers very differently than what my clients talk about. And it's really important that you understand that you're not trying to appeal to another you. You're trying to appeal to someone who does not have expert status and needs to learn from you. So how are they speaking? How are they talking? And I think that journal entry thing is like, freaking brilliant. And that is going to what you just said. I like to, from my copywriting standpoint, I call that your copywriting swipe file. So all of this, all this, every time people in your target market talk to you in any way, shape or form, you should be writing that down, saving it. That's going to inform the copy that you create to market your business, which I know is like another topic, but from a copywriting standpoint, you need to know what is, what is the language people are actually using? Absolutely. And when I was launching my very first program, when I didn't really have a team around me or anything, that was exactly what I did. And it was an easier way to figure out the copy, which I said at the beginning of this is not my genius zone, but pretty much what I would do is just identify the patterns in the way that my ideal clients were speaking to me and literally copy and paste it into my copy. Say their words back to them. And they're like, Oh my God, how did you know what I was thinking? You're in my brain. Yeah. And then I call that the copywriting badge of honor. So congratulations. (laughs) You You did a good job. Thank you very much. Awesome. So what's the next step in this process? So once you've identified a problem that people have that they want solved, that you're like, oh, okay, this is the problem I'm going to solve. So for me, it was writing sales pages. I'll just use that as kind of an example throughout. So I noticed that people kept asking me for help with their sales pages. Specifically, they're like, I already have a sales page or work with me page, but I want you to look at it and make it better. So it's like a very specific type of request that I kept getting over and over again. And my alarm bells went off and I was like, ooh, I should probably do something about this. So step two is called create a shitty first draft. I love this. (laughs) I use this in copywriting as well. Um, it's so important. I'm very anti-perfectionism and perfectionists flock to me because they're like, oh my God, you're so crazy. How do you get anything? They're just fascinated. So a lot of my students are, are like recovering perfectionists. Shitty first draft is how you get something out into the world to get feedback on it without it being your magnum opus. Yes. And I, I learned, I heard this quote a while ago and I have no idea where it comes from either, but I heard someone say, if you're not embarrassed by your first launch, you launch too late. And that's now my like living. It's so freaking true. It's so true. You just got to get it out there. And I think the easy way to get over that, because I am a recovering perfectionist, um, the easy way to get over that is understanding that even if your program or your page or whatever is not looking perfect, what's the value you can deliver? And that goes back to your model of giving versus getting. And how I, I serve. Yeah. Like my first version of a lot of the things that I've offered have been so bad. However, they've still delivered results. So people don't give a crap, like what your <laughs> page looks like or what the picture looks like or how perfect your brand is. They care about getting results. That's yeah. And this, at this point, like there's zero, like I, this is a point I really want to make. I, that I completely forgot about you need zero website and social yes. media for any of this. In fact, if you are, if you're, I always tell people who come inside of my course, I'm like, put down the website. Literally, I don't care if you create websites for a living, put down the website because mm-hmm. you do not need a website to get clients. Websites are an amazing marketing 
tool. They're also a very expensive marketing tool. So if you spend a lot of time and energy and money creating one before you've proven a concept, it's literally just money down the tube. It really, really is. I will say that for my first year of my business, I had no website. I had a landing mm-hmm. page. Literally yeah. had nothing on it. It just That's had what I teach people box. to do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was it. And even now, like I'll say this because my team is all in on it now, but like we are at the place where we're like, the website's slightly embarrassing. My website at this point. <laughs> Mine is still. We need to figure it out. Like at some point we should probably update it because it's so outdated and so old. But hi, I've been able to build a really <laughs> successful business without a freaking website that's like top notch. So just say it. My website was built in 2000, early 2015 and is literally about to explode or implode or something, but I don't care because that's not the, it's not the business. The website is not the business. It is a marketing tool. And I think that's the separation people have to make. So this shitty first draft is really kind of like beta testing. So if you haven't worked with paying clients before, I actually recommend that you do a free beta test because you might need to hone some of your chops and just get over the hump of working with people. The benefit to beta testing, whether you do a a paid beta or a free beta, I'm not going to get into like the mechanics of all of that, but essentially the goal is not to make money. The goal is let me try out this service on some people and see how it goes. So I can get testimonials and referrals and feedback and refine and tweak. So that when I do put the service out there, I have way more confidence in myself and I have some momentum for it. Totally. And I think that piece of collecting the testimonials, I always say this to people, if they're doing any kind of launch at all, or they're putting out their first program, like screenshot everything and keep links to every testimonial and ask people almost daily, like, how's it going so far? What have been your wins thus far? Because it's not natural for people always to share their wins. So we encourage that so much because we know how powerful it is to get that social proof to be able to continue to sell it and scale it moving forward. You are really good at that. I think that's a great example. And I think the more you get in the habit of doing that, and I notice all the successful entrepreneurs who I follow, they're constantly screenshotting testimonials and just putting it in a folder. Just like you said with that language, you just Mm -hmm. never stop doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want to do to uh, really validate. It's all about validating your service. So once you've done that and you're like, okay, this is a service that's going to work. I have some things I need to tweak. I need to maybe create some materials for it. I don't know. The, the, the shitty first draft, you don't create anything for it. I'm not, we're not creating worksheets. We're not like doing graphic design. You don't have a work with me page. You're not doing any of that. But then what you need to do is you just need to put your service out there somehow. And that's step three, which I'm calling launch without launching. Mm, love it. Because when I say launch to my students, they have all of this preconceived notion of like a course launch. And that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like literally just tell people it exists. Just tell your grandma it exists. I don't even care who you tell. (laughs) I love that we're always starting with grandma. It's great. Grandma has to know. Yeah. And so you just need to, if you create a landing page, you create a landing page saying, this is what I do. Maybe you create a, put it on your Instagram bio or you put a, you create a Facebook page for it or whatever you already have. Or maybe what a lot of people do is they don't have an online presence, which I'm all about. You don't need an online presence to get started you have a network already. Mm-hmm. So what I, this is a really important thing and this is not an exact statistic, but this is just my own estimation. At least 90% of clients come from referrals and relationships. 100%. I couldn't agree more. 
Yeah. And so it's, that's why it's so different from courses, launching services, because courses are going to come from your list and your marketing and your Facebook ads and all these fancy things that work together and nobody really understands what's going on. The services is going to be, oh, I met this person at like a, a networking event I went to and they need a website. So I'm just going to about my services or your beta, your beta testers, your chicken for draft people, they might be like, wow, I really liked your service. And you can say, Hey, do you know anyone else who might need this service? And so referrals and relationships are where your clients are going to come from. I encourage you to go after that low hanging fruit because that's going to be your short term marketing to get your business off the ground to start earning that full-time income. And in the meanwhile, you can work on, oh, I'm going to create like an opt-in and I'm going to have my list. I'm going to do all those things. Maybe create a very, very simple, simple website. <laughs> uh, I hesitate to even say that, but a very simple website. Or um, maybe I'm going to start going live on Facebook. I don't know. You start doing those marketing things, but really the clients are going to come from people who already know, like, and trust you. And the thing that cracks me up, is so many people complain about this. They're like, oh, all my clients come from people I already know. It's so frustrating. And I'm like, what do you, that's good. <laughs> Say thank you for the clients, period. Like, that's where clients come from. Yes. So clients for me, like, basically never came from my email list. Yeah. Ever. They always come from relationships that I've built. And even when the, earlier this year I did some copywriting services, it all came from my one on one personal network that I've mm -hmm. grown. So, Look at who you already know, and those are the people you're trying to help, and just communicate with them and let them know that you've created something to help them to solve this problem. That's all sales really is. It totally is. It, sales, at the end of the day, on a very simplistic level, before the internet was a thing, it was always relationships. <laughs> so <laughs> you always kind of want to bring it back to the basics of like, who do I know in my network? Because I can guarantee you, you know at least one person who could either be your first client or know your first client. So I always say this too, even when people are starting with their YouTube strategies and they're trying to launch their YouTube strategies for their business to build their brand, I'm like, hi, yeah, tell your friends. Like, tell your friends first, send it to your mom. Like, my mom was my first yeah, yeah. subscriber. And I'm yep. like, that's really important. Have anybody in your circle know what you're doing because then you become the go-to. And one like little example I'll share of this is um, a really good friend of my boyfriend and I, he just started a business as a restaurant consultant. Mm. and he started about six months ago, quit his job, like went all in on it and he's doing amazing and he's got a great podcast and um, I'll actually link to it below. It seems Brad. And I think it's so amazing because I had this moment last week where I was on Instagram and I saw this like really cool feature about this restaurateur um, and he was talking about marketing strategies in on like, I think it was I am well and good or something, which is a pretty wow, good that's platform. Great. And so I saw it and I tagged Brad because I was like, hey, I thought you'd find this interesting. A year ago, wouldn't have thought to do that because I didn't know what he did. I didn't know he was doing restaurant consulting. The moment you know somebody does something, you become the go-to for that thing. So yes. anytime I see anything around restaurants or restaurant marketing or anything in his space, he's the first person on my mind. So that's how powerful it is. Like that potentially could turn into me being like, oh, having a conversation with somebody and they're looking for his services. Cool. He's the only person I know who does that. So I'm going to send you right to him. And people want to refer you. They want to make connections. And there's people out there who are super connectors and they extra want to do this. And what happens is you will stumble upon a couple of clients during your time working with clients who are super connectors. You might not know when it's going to happen. 
I certainly didn't, but it will happen. And you'll get these, I had two. In my entire time of filling out my business, I had these two super connector clients who referred me 80% of my business. Mm. And that is how service-based businesses are made. And so if you're out there like, I need an Instagram strategy, you're missing out on a really easy, lazy way of doing marketing, which is talk to people and let them know what you do. And referrals, this is what, whenever you introduce yourself to somebody and tell them what you do, they should have one of three reactions. They should say, oh, I need that. They should say, oh, I know someone who needs that. Or they should say, oh, I don't know anyone who needs that, but I'll know how to recognize it when I meet them. The problem is most of us go out there and we have these really like floofy elevator pitches and we're like, I help women to express their internal wisdom. On right. The and they're like, that sounds cool. And if anyone ever says to you, that sounds cool, it means <laughs> I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> No, or, or if someone says to you, that sounds interesting. Yes. <laughs> yep. So I know that sounds like a compliment, but it's really just a way of being like, don't get it and don't want to ask any follow-up <laughs> questions. So that's why picking one specific problem to solve is so important because once you have this tangible problem, it's very easy for people to recognize, even if they don't need what you do, they can recognize when they, when they know someone who needs you exactly. Totally. Um, couldn't agree more on that. And I love that you broke it down into like each person does, will have like one way or another to. There's only three things that can happen. Out. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's where we, so just tell everyone, literally tell everyone. I was at the bank last week and I started talking to the teller and he was this young kid and he was like, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, I have a business about video marketing. He was like, what's your channel? And I was like, oh yeah, this is how people used to do it. So I was like, here's my channel. And I wrote it with a pen and a paper and you can do that with anything that that you're doing. Just have conversations and talk about it. And you never know who's listening and you never know who's going to be there to open the door for you. Um, all right. So how do you build a machine to start really kind of like automating and building a system around this? Yeah. So once you have a service that's like, okay, people are paying for this. It's a thing. I can't believe it, but it's happening. You want to start creating systems around this service so that you're not working so hard and reinventing what you're doing every single time you do it. Creatives really struggle with this because they think that their service, because they're creative, everything about the service has to be creative. Yep. The creativity, but what you're doing that you're just hemorrhaging creative energy and you're creating a worse result for your client. So let's say that you help people to create videos for their businesses. If you're being really creative about how you work with the client in, in terms of like the step-by-step -step of the service, you're losing energy when it comes to the actual video creation that is the reason they hired you in the first place. So by systematizing your services, it allows you to work a bit less. It allows you to charge more money. Yay. You earlier, people want to see that you have a proven framework. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to use the example of my favorite show in high school was What Not to Wear. Oh my God, I love it. And if you think about it, it's a really creative thing. It's, you know, fashion and styling and makeovers and whatnot. And Stacey London is an icon. And yet every single episode had the exact same formula. Yes. Even though it's a creative process, there's a formula for every episode. And I think that's a great example for, for people with certain age. Remember that show? Yes. Um, it's And any show you watch, any creative thing you watch is going to have a formula to it. And anyone who's an expert has a formula for how they work so that they can use the creativity in what they're actually doing. Um, and the, the third thing, so it allows you to work less. It allows you to charge more money because people see you as an expert. And the last thing is it actually makes your clients happier because they're getting a more consistent yes. result. 
Yes. And you're not racking your brain on a daily basis, trying to answer things or do things that are outside of the scope of the business. And again, I've been through that process and that's what makes it really painful when you start to get clients is when you are doing like too much customization, too much answering questions, because the more, here's what I've learned. The more questions you've ha- you have to answer, the more of a sign it is to you that your program's not fine tuned. Yes. Yes. You need to take that responsibility. So whenever, and I, that I liken that to boundary pushers. So whenever you get like a really PETA pain in the ass client (laughs) and you're like, what is wrong with this person? Were they like the spawn of Satan? I don't understand. It's always your fault. Always. It is. I don't care if they're actually evil. It's your fault. You took them on as a client. So when I say that, I don't mean that in a judging way. I mean it in an empowering way. You're not a victim. You need to look at who in my onboarding process, process. How did I let someone like that fall through the cracks? I need to make sure I'm attracting better clients. What can I do about that? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even on that front too, we, we have an application process to work with us in our authority accelerator program. We say no, I would say more than we say yes to people because it's not just for the benefit of us. It's the benefit of you as well. We don't want to bring people into the program that aren't at a place where they're ready to actually get results. And anybody who is, let's just right. use that term, spawn of Satan. Um, <laughs> let's just use that for a quick sec. Um, not saying they're evil, whatever, but let's no, no, no. <laughs> cause we've all had those clients. The thing is, it is your responsibility. And also they're not actually the spawn of Satan. It's that they're not ready for what you have to offer. No, they're never the spawn of Satan. That's no. We're in just yeah. <laughs> But like, they're not yeah. ready. And so yeah. you're doing them again a disservice by accepting them into a program when they yes. aren't ready. Even if they fight you on it. We people fight us on it all the time. They're like, but I want to give you my it's money. So it's exciting. Like, it's great. Yeah. But that's what happens when you follow like a methodology like this mm-hmm. is that you get to a place where you have demand. People know you for one thing and they want to hire you for that one thing. Mm-hmm. But also, you can be discerning and say, you're not exactly right for this or you're not ready for this. And that gives you that power back. So it should be really empowering at the end of the day. And I have had that happen before too, where I've said no to a client and it got them super in, like invigorated. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get yes. ready for this. And so I've had people come back to me because me saying no to them made them, it actually was such a service to them. It totally. We ended up working together. So that has a really cool effect as well. Yeah, we've had that same experience and it's so gratifying when that happens. We actually had a gentleman uh, about a year ago, he spoke to our team and he didn't have a channel, didn't have a business. He came back to us this year and he enrolled in our Authority Accelerator program. And he said, I've been working for this. He now has 21,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel and he's built a really solid business. So I was like, yay, that makes me so happy and that he's so dedicated and so invested and that no was the motivation he needed to he really proved himself to that I'm I'm gonna do what it takes and that's gonna be the best client ever. Yes. Yes. Because already invested without even having paid you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So the last step is magnetizing clients to you. How do we do this? This is the fun part. This is like this is the part everybody wants to get to, but we have to do all the other stuff first. So magnetizing clients to you, I want you to create a giant magnet that you hold up in the air and clients just get stuck to it. (laughs) I love it. So I want you to have that really hilarious visual in your head because what a lot of people are doing right now is what I call push marketing instead of pull marketing. A magnet is pulling, right? It's attracting people to you. Push marketing is like cold pitching. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you get, because I get these and I'm sure you get like 10, 100 X more than me, just random pitches, no context, 
people wanting things from me. I'm like, who are you? Um, I don't know why they can, I'm, I'm sure they do it for a bit and then they stop and then it's new people. <laughs> never works. You want to create a magnet. And so while you're doing that low hanging fruit type of, I'm going to work on relationships, you also want to make sure that you're starting to build your online presence and you're thinking about the content that you can create. And this is where, you know, like have a YouTube channel and creating video content, that's going to be your long game marketing that is going to serve your business in the long run because you're not building a flash in the pan here. You're building a business for longevity. And so I starting to build a YouTube channel now, for example, that's going to have longevity for your business one, three, five, 10, 20 years from now when you have this big audience. And so that's where you start to create that pull marketing. And where I, where I started with this before I got into YouTube for bosses and like took it all like so many levels deeper <laughs> is I just started creating content around the questions that my clients were asking me. So my clients, was, and I think you did this too, right? I did. Exactly. That's how you started. So same thing is, um, people would ask me about questions about copywriting and I would say, Oh, I'm going to make a video topic. And then what would happen is when I was in Facebook groups or online and people would ask a question, I'd say, Oh, I actually have a video on that. Here it is. And they would be like, again, Oh my God, how did you get inside of my head? How did you know that I was thinking this? And you already have a video on it. And that person is building the no like, and trust factor with you so much faster online. So that's how you kind of start to do that natural progression to building that online based platform. I love it. And I think that really is, that's what I always go back to. It's like, again, when you start keeping track of what people are asking you consistently, that's when you start to solve the problem and figure out what your program offering is. But same thing, keep those questions so you can start making content around it. And you can use that in so many ways, but a really cool way to do, to use that, that content is for me, when I had my consultancy and I was behind the scenes for five years and I was working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I would get the same questions over and over and over again, as I'm sure many people do. And so my breaking point of why I even started my YouTube channel, was to answer one of the frequently asked questions because I actually didn't have time to get on the phone, write an email, go to a meeting with each individual client who was asking me. And I was like, how do I duplicate myself? How do I like make this easier on me? So I filmed the video with like no equipment, no nothing. And sent it just to my clients and it ended up exploding because there were millions of other people in the world searching for that same answer. And that's where we always kind of start with your strategy, especially on YouTube, but you can use it across platforms as well. So educational content, valuable content, value driven content is such a great place to start in attracting clients. Um, and I wanted to touch on YouTube for bosses because your, your testimonial is one of my favorites that I've ever gotten. Um, and you talked about how it really did build this, what we like to call evergreen sales machine. Yeah, 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 definitely. So can we touch on that a little bit? Totally. Just I love, I'm, so, I'm such a raving fan of YouTube for bosses. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, so talk about your experience of how that ended up working for you. Yeah. So as I said, I've been creating video content for a while because I, I like being on camera too. That's for me like a very natural place and a very easy, even though I'm a copywriter, I just hated writing blog posts. I know it's very confusing. <laughs> I like being on video. And so I had been doing video for years, but I'd really just been using YouTube as a dumping ground for video so that I could then put the code on my website and then send people to my website to see the video. And then, you know, a few years into that, I had someone be like, congratulations on having a thousand YouTube subscribers. I'm like, I have YouTube subscribers. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, that's the thing. Are people actually using this for business? 
And then just by like serendipitous events, I came across new and then, you know, I moved to Vancouver and we ended up in the same circles. And I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like this is a sign. I really need to be doing this. And so I enrolled in YouTube for bosses and it just really narrowed in the strategy of my content to grow the channel, not just use it as a it's post videos. And what's happened is even though like I have a pretty small audience on YouTube, it's, um, I have people all the time who are like, I binge watched all your videos and then I enrolled in your course. And that's what happens. Like, and I, I oh, and I, what I wanted to say, which I think I said in the testimonial is I, when I got married last year, I stopped creating content for like probably six months and, and it just kept growing. Like this is the great thing about YouTube versus something like Instagram. Instagram, you post and it has, you know, it's in the pan, but then you have to kind of follow that up. You can maintain that. YouTube, you're able to just, I mean, I know that's not the recommended advice, but even if you just stop, all the stuff you already created is still gaining momentum. No, it's true. And that's like why we do it the way we do it. Because my whole point with it is that it is, it's this evergreen machine and it's going to work yeah. for you all day, every day without you having to do more work. And that's why I, I love it so much. And the way that you described it versus other platforms is the same way that I do is that YouTube, if you play it the right way and you use it the right way and use the methodology that we teach, you're going to get ranked in search. And so anytime someone's looking for an answer that you have provided in a video, they're finding you, you're answering yeah. the question. They become this like really warm, hot, lead. And they're like, okay, well, she just answered it for me. I want to work with her. So you're bringing in leads, you're bringing in sales. I like to call it views while you snooze, but bringing in leads and sales while you sleep, which is amazing because it's this machine that works for you when you're not working. And I've also taken lots of breaks. I've taken like a month off, two months off, and everything just continues to grow. We continue to bring in sales from YouTube on a daily basis. And I actually have a video that's going to be coming out on how I, the revenue streams I have from YouTube and the differentiation between like AdSense, affiliate marketing, like all these other revenue streams that there are that we have a little bit in my business to my own products and services is astronomical. It's crazy. So I think that's a good illustration of if you have a program, which is what we're talking about today, and you set up something like YouTube to work with that program, it really is the sky's the limit and it will create consistency in your business and how many clients you're able to attract. And if you do that simultaneously while you're doing some of these offline networking relationship building things, you're going to get to the point of being able to launch a course that much faster. Yes. And so I know that's, I think people resist hearing this advice sometimes because they're like, oh, but I want that. It's like, if you want that, this is fastest way there, honestly. Totally. My goal, my goal for all of you, if you're not making a full-time income from your business yet, is to have uh, so many clients that your biggest problem is, oh my God, I, I'm so overwhelmed. I have too many clients. Because let's be honest, every time you solve a problem, you just create a new one. And so this is the problem I'm trying to create for you is, wow, I just have too many clients. I have to create a course so I can serve all these people. That's, that's such a luxury problem. Yeah. And that's really the problem you want to have. It's a wonderful problem to have. It's what I ran into once I kind of got to a, a tipping point with my one-on-one -on -one work. And this that's why everyone really does start and should start with signature services and why this episode is so important if you're starting your business. I mean, I did it. Linda Rayner, who's one of our clients in YouTube for Bosses, she started with one-on-one -on -one services and she launched her first course. And on her first webinar ever, she'd never done a web webinar before, uh, she launched her program for just $97 and she ended up generating... $40,000 in revenue that's, in an hour. That's so crazy. I love yeah. it. So and then our mutual friend, Vanessa Lau, is another yes. example of that. She, oh, she, she's like with gasoline. Portal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. So we, we had her on YouTube recently, but she's a YouTuber Bosses member. 
started doing one-on-one services as a coach and she did a $200,000 launch in her first launch. So she booked and, out her services so fast. It's like her business. Yeah. She can't keep up with her business. That's yes. really a problem. And that's what a, great, what a great problem to have. Yeah. 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 And, and I remember in her first month on YouTube, she was like, oh my God, I'm booked out entirely and I've generated over $10,000 in her first month of business with, with, with clients using this method and using She it. did exactly. And I've talked to her about this. I said, you followed my method with just intuitively. Yes. So if, if it's not intuitive to you, some people, you know, they just get that and they're like, oh, this, I see it. If you don't, that's okay. I just gave it to you. Follow the method because exactly how it works. This is what people are doing that makes it look easy. Yes, exactly. Well, I love this so much. I learned things. So thank you. Um, This is a great mini training. So um, if you are interested in creating your signature service, which we highly recommend that you do, especially in the beginning stages of your business, and you want to fast track your momentum and stop feeling so frustrated, where can they go? Where can they go to get more info from you? Where's the best next step for them? Yeah. So I actually have an entire free masterclass on my get more clients method. That's going to go, I tried, it's a little bit different from what I shared today. The nuts and bolts are the same. The foundation is similar, but it's going to go a little bit more deeper into that formula and how to actually uh, create and book out that signature service for your business. So if anybody wants to sign up for that class, the link is at rulebreakersclub.com forward slash sunny. And um, yeah, so my business is called the Rule Breakers Club in case anyone's like, where's that link coming from? We'll also put the link in the show notes below and we, I highly recommend you guys attend the masterclass because I know it's going to help you really visualize the formula and how it all works together. Um, and then where can people come and find you and connect with you? Yeah. So I'm over at rulebreakersclub.com and I'm on YouTube. My channel is at Courtney Johnston, which is my maiden name, which is like fortunate, but it's over there. And then I'm also on Instagram at Courtney Shawl. Awesome. So all those places. We'll put all of those links below as well. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was so delightful to share this method with everybody and I hope they found it helpful. Yay. Oh, isn't that so good? I love Courtney and I am so happy with all of the amazing info she just provided in this episode. And if you really want to get serious about this, as you might have heard us talking about, when you really have skin in the game, when you really invest in your growth and when you find the right people to learn from, it can change everything for your business. And Courtney really is a genius. So I would say that the best way to take everything that you've just learned in this episode and actually start applying it is to check out her free master. Masterclass. It's on the Get Clients Method, and it's called that. It's called the Get Clients Method. And you can register for it at rulebreakersclub.com slash sunny. So that's R-U-L-E-B-R-E-A-K-E-R-S-C-L-U-B dot C-O-M slash S-U-N-N-Y. So make sure you head over there. The link for that is in the show notes as well. You'll learn the top three mistakes every entrepreneur makes when offering services and how to fix them, the secret to packaging services that your ideal clients are already craving and want to pay you for, and Courtney's four-step system for earning 5K per month and more from your service-based business. So be sure to take a screenshot if you learned a lot from this episode. I know I did. And as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, to be here, to support this podcast. It means the world to me. And be sure to take care of yourself today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your fellow bosses. Congratulations on showing up for yourself today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.